Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So thanks for joining on this episode. Um it's a it's another privilege to listen to the word of God again. And the Lord is helping us in the name of Jesus. Even as we go into the word of God, we ask that He speaks into our lives in the name of Jesus. The word of the Lord will change us and transform us. We will become exact image of His dear Son in the name of Jesus. Receive grace to be the doers of His word. Receive grace to receive His word with meekness and that our profiting note can be seen by all men. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. So on this episode, we want to consider this topic, Destiny for a Muscle. Destiny for a Muscle. One of the reasons why we exalt ourselves is that no one falls back and fails to secure God's grace in their areas of need. We want to look at this test so we can understand the importance of guarding all that the Lord has given us. To keep with diligence all that God has blessed our destinies with. It is important. It is critical at this time to see the need to be alert and not be ignorant of the devices of the devil. His strategies from the beginning till now has remained the same. So wisdom demands that we understand his ways and his tactics, that we may never become his victim. Now let's get into the scriptures. We'll be reading a couple of scriptures as we journey into God's wisdom together. We'll start from our current text, which is Hebrew chapter 12, from verses 15 to 17. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 15 to 17 the bible says that looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of god lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you springing up trouble you and thereby many may be defiled lest there be any fornicator or profane person as esau who for one muscle of meat sold his birthright for you know how that afterward when he would have inherited the blessing he was rejected for he found no place of repentance though he sought it carefully with tears praise god another scripture that will be written is genesis chapter 3 verses 6 and 7 genesis chapter 3 verses 6 and 7 the bible says and when the woman saw the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Praise God. The last scripture we'll be reading now is Genesis chapter 25 verse 29 to 34 the scripture says and jacob's sowed pottage and esau came from the field and he was faint and esau said to jacob feed me i pray thee with this with that same red pottage for i am faint therefore was his name called edom 
And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And he said, Behold, I'm at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink, and he rose up and went his way, and Esau despised his birthright. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it is established in John 10.10 10, that the enemy's goal is to steal, to kill, and destroy. You know, the enemy comes with this mindset, strategies. First, to steal, then kill and destroy people. So, and when the enemy wants to steal, he doesn't just take away whatever he wants to steal. Because he is the father of all lies. He deceives people by offering something else, something that looks like a need to a man, something that seems to grant a man satisfaction in order to take away something of eternal value from a man's life. So he doesn't just steal because it's quite difficult since he needs your consent. He needs to access your life. He needs your consent to do anything in your life. So he poses to give you something better or what may meet your need now so he can take away whatever he's interested in in your life. So he will give earthly things in exchange for spiritual virtues things that pertains to your destiny will be taken away for a few material things. The enemy won't come with arms and weapons, though he fights against your soul. He comes with anything that can be used to entice you. So James said in James chapter 1 verse 13 and 14 that let no man say when he's tempted that I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted by evil. He cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempts he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So the enemy does some research work. He, he recognizes your area of needs and creates you know, some situation around that and make you desire some things. Then he steps in to meet those needs. While his utmost mission is to steal. Is to steal. He has a lot of things that he's interested in in your life, in your destiny. And so he wants to steal. But he won't just come and take them away. He, he needs your consent. He wants you to grant him access into your life. So he, will pose, he poses to give you something better. Or something that seems, you know, as a satisfaction to the needs that you, you have now. So he can take away that thing that is interested in him. Now back to our text. There should not be any fornicator or profane person, a godless person as Esau among you, who for one morsel of meat, one morsel of food, you know, let's just call it a meal, a meal for a lunch, for a breakfast, he sold his birthright. Esau happened to be the first son and entitled to the blessing of his generation so what was written in the scripture like this god of abraham god of isaac and god of jacob would have been said to be you know god of abraham god of isaac and esau but there was a day that esau was hungry 
was very hungry. He needed food. And his brother Jacob had food. And he asked. But Jacob demanded his birthright as an exchange. That you will get what you need. But I will take away your birthright from you. Let's even read it again. From verses, you know, verses 31 of that scripture. And Jacob said, sell me this day your birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I'm at the point of that of death. And what profit shall this birthright be unto me? And Jacob said, Okay, swear to me that from today your birthright has been, you know, given to me. Then he was given food and bread, and he rose up and went his way. So, looking at that scripture, sell. Meaning, I've been looking for a way to get this from you. I've been looking for a way to get your birthright from you. But now, these days, sell it, exchange it. You need food, right? I have food. I will give you food, then you give me your birthright. Swear that you've given it to me. So, but now I've seen an area of need in your life. I will meet that need while you give me what I need from you. Now, this is not a matter of how valuable it is. Hope you get it. Even if it is just a sip of water that you need, I can still tell you to give me your house, your car, your wife, etc. Anything that I I want in your life, I, I can ask, I can demand of that thing, you know, just to meet your needs. So someone said it's not fear. Well, it is for me. Because you would have agreed, you would have to agree first before the transaction is done. So it is fair on you, as you can always decide to go for it or not. So, but for just a meal, it surprised me that Esau said in verse 32 that I am at the point of death, and what shall this birthright do to me? So Esau was comparing, was was valuing a meal more than his birthright. Hmm. Personally, I want to believe that the first statement was not valid because he would not have died. He would not have died if he didn't eat that food. Hope you get. And the second part of the statement now revealed that he had no regard for his birthright. So it was easier for him to just sell it. Or for just give, give gave it away for a meal, and that and that is where I'm going. That the only reason why you would agree to sell your house for a pair of shoes is that you value those shoes more than your house. The only reason why you would agree to sell your relevance in time mm, is that you value whatever the enemy offers you more than your relevance adam and eve also did the same thing in the garden they believed the knowledge of good and evil that comes with the sweet taste of the fruit was more valuable than the life they carried i want you to notice something these guys lost these things because they didn't really know the value or they were not even aware of the essence of those things they carried. So Esau said, What shall this better do unto me? What shall it profit me? 
So he didn't know the value. He had no regards for his birthright. Have you thought about how you would trade the life of God and his glory? You know, that you carried, you know, as Adam or Eve for just a bite of a fruit. When, when you have many other fruits, you have many other fruits that you can eat off. It is not as if you cannot even eat again. It's not as if you are forbidden to eat of fruit or to eat anything again. Come on, it's not possible. So these people were destroyed because they lack knowledge. Profane person will sell his destiny for anything. For a few minutes of pleasure, a fornicator will damage his destiny. People sell their destinies, their battery, their inheritance. They lost spiritual virtues. They lost relevance. They altered their calling. Not because the devil is wise, but because they are fools. The enemy wanted these things and have been after them, just waiting for an opportunity to offer them something, though very relevant, or at least to get to get him access to steal the treasures that they have, that they have no regard for. So this is his strategy. This is his only way he knows. Because this is even the way he felt. He desired one day to be like God. He wanted a throne for himself. He wanted angels to worship him also. And he had even started recruiting you know angels for himself and this desire brought him down so this was how he fell down so that is the strategy he uses to pull men down also so any man that values whatever he has no whatever he doesn't have more than what he has been given from god is about to lose that which he has so when you prioritize your needs your desire than the things that God has given you, a disaster is approaching. You know, Esau, Esau prioritized the food that he doesn't have at that time more than the Esau that he has been blessed with. And so, he was, his destiny was, was manipulated. His destiny was destroyed. He lost his blessing. He lost his place. In, in the inheritance of you know, his fathers. So the same way, scripture says that what shall it profit a man that gains the whole world but loses his soul? What shall he give in exchange for his soul? So see, the only reason why a man will pursue the world at the expense of his soul is ignorant. It means that he has no regard for the worth of his soul. Men have become lovers of the world and all therein. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life has, have taken them over. Why? Because they refuse to know the value of their lives. They refuse to know the value of their lives. Men are living purposeless lives because they fail to understand the essence of living or how much it troubles God. That they are not living all because until they start living purposefully they are not living so to trade their destiny for a muscle will be easy for them in fact they can give it away without getting anything in exchange for it this is the way of fools and they are fools because they lack knowledge 
they are fools because they lack knowledge. Now, as we round up, let's learn some wisdom from Jesus. When he was faced with the same situation in Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4 from verses 1, let me quickly read. Then Jesus was led of the Spirit into the wilderness and was tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And he was and the tempter came to him, the devil came to him and said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Then the devil, the devil took him up into the holy city and set him on the, on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, for it is written, No, cast thyself down, for it is written that he shall give his angels charge concerning you and their hands they shall bear thee up lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone but jesus said unto him it is written thou shalt not tempt the lord thy god again the devil tried you know take he took him up into the high mountain and sh showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said i'll give these things to you if thou will fall down and worship me and jesus said un unto him Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only thou shalt serve. Now, what did we see in this scripture? We saw that the devil approached Jesus using the same tactics. That this is what I want from you, and this is what I will give you in exchange. Take this. You know, take this, and I will give you and you should give me this in exchange. So we can consider the first temptation and liken it to that, you know, that Esau's situation. Jesus said, man can live without bread. So it takes more than bread for a man to live. Bread is good for our flesh, but we are more than a, 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 normal, a, a, a normal man. We are made up of spirit, soul, and body. So bread is useful, it's needed for our body, but we need more than bread to live. So when you deprive a man of bread for a while, the man is still living. His spirit is not dead. His soul is not dead. So when Esau was saying, I will die if I don't eat, Jesus said, no, I don't want. I won't die. I won't trade my destiny because of food. I won't trade my relevance for fame, for power, for the kingdom of this world. I won't lose my place in heaven just by hearkening to your voice, the devil. So Jesus responded well because he knew who he was. He knew the worth of his destiny. He understood how inferior those things, those offers of the devil were. So, We'll continue on this series on the next episode, but I want you to seek knowledge of the things that you have in God. The things that God has blessed you with, that has blessed your destiny with. Don't just know them, know their works. Know how to say no to the devil when he comes. Anytime he comes to tempt you, know how to say no. Know how to say no. Don't sell your destiny for a meal your destiny is worth more 
down a meal. Don't despise your birthright, your destiny, your inheritance in God, the things you have in God for the things of this world. Don't gain the whole world and yet lose your soul because you value the world more than your soul, more than the life you are given. So, I'm leaving you. We will continue on this series on our next episode. And I want to pray that the Lord will help you. The Lord will help you. The Lord will open your eyes to see your word, to see your calling, to know your relevance, to know your purpose, and to know how to fulfill it in the name of Jesus. That no more will you be selling you know, your spiritual virtues, your destiny, your inheritance, your birthright on the altar of sin. No more will you be trading your destiny for a few minutes of pleasure. The Lord will help you. The Lord will open your understanding to your word. No, to, to the things you know He has given you. You begin to understand those things and the Lord helps you to stand in the days of battle, in the days of adversity, the days when you will be tempted, when you will be tempted of your, you know, when you will be tempted by the devil. The Lord will help you to stand in the name of Jesus. God bless you. God keep you. God honors you. Join me next time on this episode, on this podcast. And the Lord will keep you till that time. God bless you. Amen.